Life is a journey, and eventually all roads come together. You are listening to Breaking Camp, conversations focusing on our passion for the outdoors, everyday life, learning new things, and growing as people. I'm Aaron Brenneman. And I'm Bryce Ginther. And this is Breaking Camp. Okay, welcome to Breaking Camp. Uh, My name is Bryce. This is episode 10, and I'm here with... Aaron. Hey, Bryce. How's it going, buddy? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, so good to be back. Um, so, I, fi- you know, we just need to catch up because we haven't seen each other for a little bit. And I know that you have some some fun things you've been doing. Um, and I was going to give an update. I'll start with my update first because it's kind of more of like a struggle bus. <laughs> instead. Mm, okay. Yours is more of like you actually made it happen. I but, got outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's been a period of time. So right now, okay. I should be in Hawaii right now. Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, in Kona. Okay. Um, where, the, so, where the coffee comes from. Where the coffee comes from. Okay. Yep. Um, <clears throat> group of buddies of mine, uh, a friend of mine lives there, and uh, we organized this literal dream man vacation that somehow I got past the board. Wow. Amy stamped it. Okay. And we we planned this thing. COVID ruins it, right? So we canceled mm. this trip, I don't know, three three months ago maybe, uh, which we were like, you know what? Let's let's regroup. And um, my buddy was going to be here uh, in Oregon. He has family here. Was here for a while. And we were going to go to Central Oregon, have a, a you know, few days, week, whatever, there to kind of replace the trip, right? Okay. That got canceled, mm. <laughs> and so so that wasn't able to be to to happen, and just life, you know, and uh, and so I'm like, okay, let's let's just salvage something here. I've got vacation blocked out, uh, you know. I'm just gonna go camping, and so uh, I plan a camping trip. You know, I'm gonna go over to Central Oregon, and me and a buddy, and what do you know? Mm. Uh, I look in the forecast this morning, and snow is forecasted uh on this river that i want to fish mm. snowcation snowcation you know and and so it's just <laughs> it's just defeating me mm. left and right i'll still go we'll yeah. still figure it out you know i've got enough warm or cold weather gear to be okay i just may not do a whole bunch of fishing we'll see i'm not sure yet well but it should be above oh freezing gosh. during the day, so it should be so. fine. It's just one of those things where you're like, really? You know, and then, oh, and I was going to go salmon fishing Wednesday with my dad and then a good friend of mine, and um, and then the the weather again kind of mm. messed us up, and so it's been super windy, or it's going to be super windy. We had to cancel that because the wind just is rough in uh, Hood River was where we were going to go. And so I'm just like, it, mm. I have this, I, I'm kind of cursed when I talk about going salmon fishing specifically, mm-hmm. usually I tell like a couple different people that have really, there's no reason I need to tell them. They're just like, hey, what's 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 new? What are you doing? I'll tell them, guaranteed that trip will get canceled for some mm. reason. <laughs> so I need to stop talking about it. And then they ask you later on, hey, how was your trip? Yeah, and then you have to say, mm. uh, I, can, I can go. That's a bummer. That's so, a bummer. So I'm sitting here kind of sulking. Trying to trying to find my good attitude, my big boy pants. Yeah. And um, anyway, but that's, I'm just like, man. So here I am talking again about like I'm still going to try and go. So I'll probably have to build a snowman. On yeah, this and trip. this time you're talking literally to tens of people. 
<laughs> tens. I don't know if it's tens. Tens. <laughs> Maybe. Well, every, less know. than 100. Okay. More than nine. <laughs> tens. Somewhere in the tens. I probably ruined it. No. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see when it gets out. So, yeah, it'll. the weather should be fine. This should, let's just hope it is. So, hopefully, when this episode airs, I will be... I'll be there. I'll be out, mm. and I'll hold. I'll be holding a twenty-inch fish that you know I caught on the surface. That'd be awesome. That would be good. Yeah, keep them wet. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. I I struggle with that often. You know, it's like group dynamics of planning things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is definitely a shortcoming of mine. Hmm. Because I I operate well in that one one of a couple ways. Like, okay, figure it all out. Tell me to come. Okay. And I'm along. Or I'm going to plan out every detail. <laughs> You're welcome to come. Yeah. But the back and forth and the mm-hmm. change of plans and the this and the that and mm-hmm. it is wearing on me. So uh, yeah. especially if you don't get to actually do the trip. Right. Yeah. All that grief. <laughs> you get all through. of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's exactly. a challenge. That's a shortcoming of mine that I am well aware of that I oftentimes just have to like suck it up, keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah, keep do just what go I can for do. it. Go along. Yeah. So Yeah, so it's tough with all of that, especially if you don't get to go on the trip. Yeah. You know, you go through all the plan. You got anticipation, mm-hmm. you got logistics, mm-hmm. you got equipment, you got planning, location, weather, all yep. that, especially as we get into what is known as the shoulder season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not sure what you're going to get. No, it's not like it's winter time and you can plan on cold and snow, so you right. plan an activity. It's not Summertime, so you know it's going to be great and go wherever. Yeah. But you're you just don't know what you're going to get. Well, in this time of year, I mean, here we are, middle of October, uh, middle transitioning. What are we? What are like the nineteenth? What is today? Yeah, nineteenth. When you go to Central Oregon this time of year, you know it'll be cold at night. I mm-hmm. mean, that's a given. So no problem. But typically, it's just dry over there. You know, yeah. if you if it's forecast rain, it's typically not going to be there forever. It may pass sure. through whatever. Um, but I, I'm just going snow, really. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever been. Uh, I'm planning on being at the Deschutes River. I don't know if I've ever been there, except for once when I was a kid when it was snowy, mm. um, and that was literally like over Christmas break. So it was, it was snowy. Sure. But um, yeah, so I'll just be. I'll be. I've gone in October so many times over there, and yeah. you know it's cold in the morning. It gets sunny. You're taking your jacket off by. 10, 30, 11 o'clock, you know, and it's nice weather. Anyway, mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, snow on the river is kind of nice, you know, yeah. but it's not so fun. No. Your guides are all frozen up. and Yeah, that's the hard part. When you have to dip your rod in the water to melt the ice off the guides, then it comes out, it's all wet, and just re-ices in like mm-hmm. a few casts, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, but we'll see. It, hmm. You know what? It'll be time around a campfire. It'll be hanging out, just disconnecting a bit. And, uh, yeah, because we're back into campfire season, Yep, which is nice. Yeah, so good. So yeah. good. That's but awesome. like, okay, so that's my struggle. That when I'm, like I know first world problems, I get it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you got to be able to fill your tank back up, right? And um, But you actually are just freshly back from a successful weekend. I'm assuming it's successful because I have not talked to you about this yet. But you tell me about what you did this week. It was weekend. good. We got up, uh, I went on a, a trip with my brother and a friend. We went up to the Enchantments outside of Leavenworth. Mm-hmm. Never been up to that area. Never been through Leavenworth. So it was super cool. Beautiful. Weather was Again, just iffy the whole time, and it changes so rapidly up there. Right. 
coming up on it. We had high wind advisories, 70 mile an hour gusts. Ended up ended up with just a great window of weather and mm-hmm. uh, clear one of the days. It, it was cold. I mean, it got down in the upper 20s, hmm. but it was fine. It's a pristine wilderness area, so yeah. it's really, really nice. There's not a lot of scarring. There's no fires allowed above 5,000 feet, no lake, and uh, above 5,000 feet or within a half a mile of a lake. So no fires allowed, which is nice. Um, it's also kind of a challenge when it gets to be cold yeah. like that. Yeah, But there were... Toilets, the toilet. I wish I had a photo of the toilet. Oh, you didn't there. take a picture? The cover image for this episode. No, it's just <laughs> these, you know, I there's toilets up there, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming they're like a vault pit toilet enclosed sort of thing. No, it's just a wooden platform with a hole cut in it with a wooden board that flips open wow. that you just hop on and, wow. and do your biz, you know? No way. So you're just up on the hillside. But it is really nice because it cuts down and keeps um, the the pacific northwest toilet paper plant from fully blooming in an area which is always nice and those, you know those blossoms are just not oh, very pretty nobody wants that you're sitting somewhere you're like did i step in something no toilet paper oh my gosh so that was really nice but no fires but it was cool caught some beautiful little cutthroat trout in, oh, the, in really? the lake there and yeah they were pretty nice my brother got one it was i don't know i got a photo of it somewhere but uh they were eight, ten inches. My brother caught one that was like twelve inches. That mm-hmm. was nice. Mm-hmm. And so we were. I was when I'm in a high alpine lake like that, and I'm not eating the fish because mm-hmm. sometimes I'll eat them. You know, mm-hmm. it's a part of camping and backpacking for me. Sure. Um, but when I'm not eating them, I always go barbless so that I can pull yeah. them out of their mouth and uh, not destroy their innards. So yeah. it's more of a challenge, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, keeping tension on the line and yep. catch them that way. So, but it was fun. My brother doesn't fish a lot, and so. It's kind of like his one time a year he gets to go fishing. I did buy his son, my nephew, Mac, a uh, fishing pole for fishing rod, right? A kid's mm-hmm. little fishing rod for yeah. Christmas last year. We were supposed to get out and go camping, but with yeah. COVID, that was another. I had a couple of plans for that to go. One uh, got like a somebody's RV hmm. in a in an auction sort of a deal because I figure, you know, <laughs> I'm good with camping, whatever. Yeah. But I'll get this. And then my dad and my brother and my nephew can stay in there, right? It's going to make it a little bit better experience for them. We'll still be outside and go fishing. Well, with COVID, didn't end up. I got a stupid COVID. The economy crashed, and the guy called me like a week later and said, oh, no, don't have it anymore. He sold it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "Ah." He's like, well, we got another one. (laughs) And he's like, okay, well, we'll see. So, Oh, he did. You got another one. Yeah, he, he, maybe he had two. I don't know. I haven't talked to him since. It's not the nice one. It's like because, it's yeah. the one that breaks down. He's like, we sold the expensive good one that we yeah. put in for the, the yeah. raffle yeah. or the auction. Uh, we kept the other one. They'll still get us out. You can use that one. The I coach guess. one that has like, it looks like the tour bus. They sold yeah. that one. And then and then they have like the dumpy one that's like the cab over. Yeah. And, you know, it's 1977. Square blocky Winnebago, <laughs> yeah. which would be super cool. Popcorn ceiling looking but, thing. Yeah. Yeah. But that was another casualty of planning Mm -hmm. in COVID was that trip sort of went by the wayside. and Well, and I think that's one of those things that it it takes an emotional toll on you. Um, And, you know, again, it's like I don't want to over-dramatize this, but, you know, it really does. Like when when you're looking forward to something, you know, and it doesn't happen, well, that's just life, right? Mm -hmm. But what, what we're finding is over and over again, we're having to shift gears and remain flexible and replan things. And we're, you know, it's like you were saying with, uh, when you're planning trips with people, yeah, it, 
there's a it takes time and logistic you know planning and and back and forth and emotional right. energy is expended and yeah. all of that stuff yeah. yeah and and so eventually you're just like what can i leave my house you know and the only place i can go is to work through zoom you know <laughs> you know but um so i think that's one of those things where you're just going oh my gosh like this is enough right and then when the weather turns on you it's like look weather you can't turn on me now because covid yeah. already did mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so Anyway. Yeah, so that was, it was a some challenge on some planning, and yeah. we were up there. It was a good trip overall. Had a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of naps. You did. Took a lot of granddads. <laughs> Can you explain that one more time for any, oh, for, for the, the 10 listeners? So I think it was a Norwegian phrase, meaning I'm going to take a nap. And you yeah. don't take a granddad. <clears throat> you grab a granddad. Grab a granddad. Grab a granddad. Yeah, literally, little translation yeah. from a saying, a Norwegian saying. Or de- it's Dutch. It was Is a it Dutch? Dutch saying to grab a granddad's, the literal word-for-word translation. Because when we say we're grabbing granddad's, I mean, that we could get in trouble for that. We, it's a family like, show. What? This is. Yeah. So, yeah, one of the days my brother and my buddy Paul went up to, so we were in the enchantments. We had a permit for the Stuart Lake zone. So that and is the you've turquoise. Seen, you've seen this picture before, I'm certain. On Instagram. Yeah, which yeah. is wh- why it's a permit area. And yeah. It's, just flooded with people. I mean, it's a major Wait. thoroughfare. There's one trail in from to the Stewart Lake area, which also then takes a junction up to Colchuck Lake. So we had oh. the Stewart Lake zone. Okay. Hiked up in there, got camp set, and then the next day my brother and our buddy went up to Colchuck Lake and mm-hmm. had a, a, hike, a nice little hike up there. He, he wanted to take some pictures and hmm. go. And so I just hung at camp and fished and relaxed and napped and read. Okay. And uh, grabbed some granddads. <laughs> Multiple. Yeah. And it was good. Sometimes, you know, it's like sometimes you you grab a granddad in everyday mm-hmm. life and then mm-hmm. you can't sleep. Like, because like you get too much rest. Yeah, I've had too much yeah. rest and then I'm up all night and throw my schedule all off. Yeah. But I, when I'm camping or yeah. out like that, I can grab granddads all day long, wake up, <laughs> sleep like a baby, eat some, eat some freeze dried meals, <laughs> hop right back into the tent, <laughs> go to bed. You wow. Know? Wow. So, yeah. But it was a good time. It was beautiful. And, uh, I'd like to get back there. We didn't see any mountain goats. Oh, no way. Yeah, they're a little higher. Apparently, they're up in more in the core zone. Okay. Which is significantly higher where the winds were much stronger, 70, 80 mile an hour winds. Jeez. Going on up there. Yeah, so we didn't see them, but wow. that was one of the things that I was going to tell you about was I, we had to take significant precautions to ensure that we, that's why they have the toilets, because you're encouraged to use the toilets because the mountain goats in that area will uh, tend to be aggressive toward people and also stir up and destroy the ground hmm. where people urinate because they want to get to the salt in oh, the urine. Disgusting. <laughs> like, come so, on, goats. So yeah. it's either use a toilet, pee yeah. on a rock. Yeah. Or, or I don't know what another option would be. Or the poor goats are going to tear up the ground. Yeah. So I was looking forward to seeing some of them, but didn't hmm. see much. Fairly uneventful. Hmm. Yeah. You know, my brother had... Uh, catastrophic gear failures throughout all areas. Oh, no. Yeah. So another episode, we might come back and circle back on okay. that topic. Dude. Preparation, planning, and prevention of yeah. gear. Because like some gear failures, you can mitigate in the field. Sure. And you can repair, you can resolve. Yep. Other ones, if you don't have some backup plans in place, yeah. it's it, it's game over. Well, you I know, mentioned time to head out. a day on the water recently in one of our earlier podcast where I had pretty epic gear failure mm-hmm. in the water 
and never really elaborated on it. And I cut two fly lines in half in the same day. Oh, wow. So, so those are like 70 bucks a pop, you mm-hmm. know, and they like cut. And so here I am in my kayak. I had gotten a, a gift from a friend, um, this little tiny line cutter. Hmm. And, you know, it has a sticky like 3M sticky thing. You just stick it on your kayak somewhere. And when you're oh. tying your hooks, whatever. So my, it was, I put it in right in front of me and mm-hmm. there's a cup holder and like a gear thing. Well, when you're fly you know, lake, you know, fly fishing, you yeah. have this pile of of loops of, of line mm-hmm. as I cast it's like the loops go up and it just went straight into this little blade oh. and cut and I'm like I, it happened the first time right and I'm like I have fished so many times in this and that's never happened yeah. that's the that's a freak thing right I was really upset but I fixed it or tried to for the day right a quick like in the field thing but it took me forever so the line as you cast shot out and went on the water but was still floating you could go well through. it didn't like what the the loop that picked up and cut mm-hmm. was it didn't make it out of my rod it just oh, like okay. you know um i was kind of it was like sliding through my fingers and and so it wasn't it wasn't on the water necessarily like that but i had to make sense of all this right it was just yeah. a mess so instead of doing the smart thing and taking that thing off right away it happened the again <laughs> Later and you that knew day. that's what it was that got it? Yeah. The first time? Uh-huh. And you, oh. The second time it came off in short order. And, and it's at the bottom of the list. Right? I didn't litter. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm going to burn to litter. this You wanted thing. to litter. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to throw that thing so oh, bad. Oh, my gosh. But mm. um, And then I had to come home and watch all these videos about how to splice fly a line. And I mm. I'd managed to do it. It's not amazing, but... Um, you know, it, it, but you know, gear failures is, I guess, to get back to your point, uh, can really derail a trip and, you know, it's, it really can help if you know about how to fix things or yeah, if you have backup first. gear or somebody, you know, being alone, right. Can you imagine being alone Yeah. and something like that happens and you're going, I, I don't know how to fix this and make it back. Yeah. So. And it's one thing if it's just something that, you know, is an inconvenience, but if it's a critical piece of your equipment yeah. that you need. Right. Right. So. Huh. Interesting. Cool. Well, yeah, that, uh, well, good luck on your trip. Look forward to yeah. hearing about however it goes, whatever you end up doing. Yeah. You know, I might, get might out be of town, though. Take, you know, take a chapter out of the Frozen movie and build a snowman, right? Mm. So, yeah. We'll see what happens. Some people did have at the lake when we first got in there on yeah. whatever day, Thursday, Walk down for people that we saw. There was only one group, a couple that was there camping. All the other spots were open. Yeah. But we kind of stopped and talked to them. They stopped at the first spot, and so we saw them, talked mm-hmm. to them for a second. They actually had a snowman on a rock <laughs> right in front of the lake. I that's wish I would have got him. That's pretty cool. You I, needed to take I these car- pictures. What's I carried a lot. I sure carry a lot of camera gear to not take many pictures. <laughs> I know. I'm like, surely we'll have the the picture that I know you took where it's from the back. The lake is in the is you know behind in front of you you know so we're looking through your back mm-hmm. you're in yoga pants right okay and your beanie yeah and you kind of are like standing you know arms akimbo kind yeah. of a really cool I know you've got that I have my uh, it's actually I have a wooden coffee mug that says live laugh love that's different. That's a different photo. Yeah, it's a different one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Well, right, well, I mean, you took that one at least. I got that one. I don't have the yoga pant one. <laughs> Dang it. So, well, let's grab something to drink. All right.
Okay. Camp Coffee today. Um, so, Aaron, you, you were all excited, and I, and I love it when you bring, uh, you, well, you're two for two, I have to say, because um, this is a good recipe. Mm. So when you did your quesadilla. Quesadilla dog. Case, oh, see, you changed it. Which again. one is it? I can't remember. <laughs> you, I think you do call it I need it to write it down. It's your thing, so you, no, you I like have, your name the best. I just. Quesadogadilla. Quesadogadilla. If you say Dilla, that's like, like. Quesadilla. Like, <laughs> like, give me a quesadilla. I'll have the polo quesadilla. <laughs> oh, that's the worst, though, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. When, like, you go somewhere with somebody. It's so bad. Oh, it's horrible. And you're like, come on. Uh, uh, just say chicken. I... <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> so today, uh, like we were saying, um, you, you brought... You pour over. You brought some coffee. What I kind did. of coffee did you bring? I brought coffee. Well, I just want to thank you. I've come kind of a long way. Remember back like six months ago okay, when I was just drinking U-Ban? <laughs> I do remember those days. <laughs> when when you would say, yeah, I got coffee, and then... and then I gave you the out, though. There's a pause, and, and you go, I mean, it's U-Ban, and, and I'm like, okay, never mind. I'm good. No thanks. <laughs> you know? I like a canned coffee, just, yeah. you know, for effect. Every now and again, but I've come a long way now. Yeah, I actually. Yeah, I, I, and I say this jokingly because, like, I have a coffee bean grinder, right? Sure. And I've sure I make coffee and French press and pour over. But I, I had been drinking Yuban out of convenience, right? Mm-hmm. So, just or whatever, you know, whatever's on sale, Safeway yeah. for five bucks, grab a tub of coffee, and so. But you would start bringing over you or bringing to when we would record some yeah. fancy beans. So Super good. I was at Costco a while back, and I got this. Uh, I got this big bag of San Francisco Bay Organic Rainforest Blend Whole Bean Coffee. A step up for Stepping you. Stepping it up just a little bit, a yeah. little bit, a little bit. And yeah. I mean, this was even more expensive than Starbucks, but I don't like Starbucks. It's <laughs> burnt and bitter, and yeah. Okay. So I got some of that, grounded yeah. this afternoon, and brought that over. I brought my little camp pour over. Mm-hmm thing um i know you do pour over quite a bit yeah usually every day we do mm-hmm. pour over in fact this morning i was just thinking because i like to make i still like to make a pot of coffee but i don't like coffee pots um we've done all those over the years and i just don't have a favorite one but i'm thinking you don't like the way that they make coffee or you don't like another thing sitting on the counter or uh, both? i don't like the well yeah the thing on the counter sure but well we still have coffee making stuff on the counter so it's kind of like well i'm mm. good with it okay. amy doesn't love it on the counter um <clears throat> i don't like the coffee pots that heat the pot the whole time it's on because mm. it's just like now you're just cooking this sure. coffee making it yeah. terrible and then we used to have one that was like a pitcher that would keep it into a thermos insulated right? thermos mm-hmm. yeah and that was about, pretty okay um but it, even still it's like eventually you got to kind of clean that out and it gets funky or whatever right so it's just, it's so much easier to do pour over, and mm-hmm. you have awesome coffee every time. Well, I was just thinking, you know, we have these, you know, you know, insulated mugs, Yeti, or, you know, whatever brand, right? There's some mm-hmm. really good insulated mugs. I'm like, there's got to be, like, an actual, um, like, if you take your the big coffee cups that they're short, fat ones, and just make mm-hmm. them two or three times taller with a little pour spout, it's like a kettle, but it's not. You're not going to cook on it. You're just putting your hot coffee in there. It's like a like what a French a carafe. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, like a French press, the bottom part of a French press. It's like there's got to be one of those in stainless that you'd be easy to clean. You can get your hand down in there, 
and you could do your pour over coffee into it. Maybe it has a lid. Oh, right? so you're pouring over a bigger batch. So than I just put it cup yeah, by cup because I don't love French press coffee. Okay, because um, of the because of the grounds, grounds, and and it just for whatever reason for me it doesn't mm-hmm. taste great. I'd like to get it off the coffee as fast as possible. Brew it, get it off the coffee. The water off the bean. Off the bean. Okay. Yeah, and then um, see, I'm totally turning into a coffee snob. I predicted you this are. would happen. So, but I did. Like that's just I don't know I've never loved French press. Okay. Um. But I but the so I'll take the the glass canister part or the craft whatever, and I'll brew a whole pot into that and all kinds of crazy ways to insulate it. Hmm. I've used tin foil. I've used um. We have like one of those oven mitts that's like a big like a towel. You know, it's like and so I wrap it around kind of. Okay. It's like a long. And I've done that and you know lid over that to keep it because Amy likes it to be very hot. I don't mind if it cools off a little bit. Uh, in between my first and last cup. Got you. But anyway, so I was just like, oh, there's got to be one of those. So how did we get on that? How, uh, how did I get pour down over. that? You have trail? a pour over, but it's not this pour over. What's your, your pour over is made out of metal or glass uh, or something? That's a ceramic, like just a ceramic um, okay. thing. Um, because this one is a collapsible, <clears throat> uh, collapsible, like a collapsible bowl that you would take camping. Yeah. Um, so that's the French press there that I have. Okay. Because I have that. Because so it's a stainless. I like a French press. It's a stainless therm- insulated there you go. thermos bottom. There you go. It does You could just not use the French press part. Yeah. And just pour, make your coffee in there. Yeah. There you um, go. But I have the what we use today. So we did a pour over with the collapsible in, uh, rubber. Silicone? Silicone. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is great because that thing mm-hmm. got it for like two bucks on sale at Next Adventure. It's awesome. Throw mm-hmm. it in whatever I'm taking camping. Mm-hmm. Um and so we did the beans there, and then we added a couple of things. Yeah. So tell me so about your recipe. It's super cool. So I was uh, up in Trout Lake a few weekends ago and made this because I we were just kind of there camping. And uh, we weren't camping. We were at the cabin, but we weren't yeah. really doing anything. You know, it's just kind of cabin cabin cabining. <laughs> so I had a little bit of this Kahlua stuff, and I was like, yeah. well, I'll put some of this in. And I had a hemp creamer. Yeah, which I didn't know existed. You didn't know that was a thing? No. No, it's delicious. Okay. It's not, it's unsweetened, but it's mm. thicker. So it has the consistency oh. of like a cream. Yeah. So a little bit of Kahlua and mm. then that hemp creamer in there and uh, made that. But then I kind of forgot about it. was off doing something else during the day or a little bit later in the morning because I was drinking coffee sitting there. And uh, one of the gals that was there was like, I smell coffee cake. Oh. I was like, oh, that's weird. My coffee was sitting right next to her and I smelled it. I was like, that does smell like coffee cake. What? So we made this. Smell that. It does kind of smell like coffee. Doesn't smell like coffee cake. Mm -hmm. Just slightly sweetened from the Kahlua a little bit. It is good. It is good. It's like dessert. I mean, it's tasty. It is. It's like an after dinner. But it's not like you said. It's not overly sweet. Yeah. Um, It's just nice. It's good. Yeah. So So. it's good. So we're recording here in the evening. Been a long day for us. So I figured so, we'd have some coffee and spice it up a little bit. Been a, been a long week. What are they? What are they? It's Monday, the and been it's a long, been a long week. <laughs> been a long week this day, right? Or been yeah. a long been a long month this week. Yeah, this there you the, go. The Dude. common COVID thing. So I I have to say, uh, while you were talking about um, your recipe, I remembered something I left out about my weekend that you will you need to hear this. Oh, okay. I went to a garage sale. Unprovoked. What? You just saw the sign? Yeah. I was like, eh, so I was driving into town. Um, I was taking my daughter somewhere, running some errands, and um, 
So anyway, I dropped her off at a friend's and I was driving back home and uh, I had passed three or four garage sale signs. Mm, and so I was like, weekend. oh, you know we're, what? We're closing out garage sale season. Yeah, yeah. It's getting down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. <clears throat> so I had mentioned, hey, garage sales. And, and uh, you know, Liza's like, after you drop me off at my friend's, like she was antsy to get over, which I understand. So I'm like, all right. So I drop her off and I was like, well, if I see a garage sale on the way home, I'll, maybe I'll pull in. We talked about this because you can't plan no. a route or you're disappointed in what you're going to have. There's anticipation and expectations. Mm-hmm. But if you just happen across a sign, yeah. then you're, yeah, let's go. Yeah. So anyway, I did. I went to a garage sale. Bought some stuff. Awesome. What'd yeah. you get? Anything good? Um, yeah. Actually, um, you know those. So this this family, uh, sadly enough, their their business, they had a catering business. Because mm. I look around their sale. I'm like, uh, did you guys have a restaurant or something? Like There was so much glassware serving mm-hmm. wear. Mm-hmm. i mean everywhere there was cast iron forever it what tons but i mean i i have plenty and so i'm like mm-hmm. uh, i don't need this size right um but but it i really was a garage sale price it was more it was a higher price and so blow out our business price it it was like we've lost our business mm-hmm. we're selling our things i did not I wasn't yeah, too Yeah, you can't negotiate cruel. down too much on that one. I, I felt terrible. Um, so anyway, as I got to talking with these people, um, I my heart just broke a bit. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this is awful. And I did see some stuff that was cool. So uh, Amy uh, loves, like, you know those really huge uh, glass jars? They have a spout. You put, like, tea or lemonade or whatever, mm-hmm. and you serve them at parties and stuff. Well, they had those that look like nice mason jars, but also, and then lids and everything. They also had stands that go with them, like wire stands that they mm, could sit mm-hmm. in, right? Because they catered with them. So these sure. were really nice. And I'm like, man, how much are these? And like 15 bucks with the stand. Mm. So I was like, okay, so that's probably like a sale price, you know, as you would get wherever. Sure. But I was looking at them and they're very, very new. like And like restaurant quality. Yeah. It's going to be durable. It's not yeah. something So I, I was gradual. like, all right, I'm going to need a couple of those, you know? And so I got those and I knew that she would love them. And so she did. So that was kind of cool. Nice. Um, and then they had a bunch of like barkeeping stuff, right? And so okay. back in the, not in the old days really, but a while back I was- Back when bars were a thing. Back when bars were a thing. <laughs> For a very short time, I was a bartender and mm-hmm. it was super fun. Um, and anyway, I just, I like the the, the tools and the stuff. Yeah. And and so um, anyway, they had this I, these two- totes full of stuff like oh, wow. the mats and the muddlers and the oh sure jiggers and so the, like your whole I mobile bar setup grab yeah. it in the bag take it you're good to go yeah nice so i got two things of that stuff mm-hmm. one of them was full of like those like food grade containers you put syrups in and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so you know i figured okay even if i don't use all this you know it's like it, this would be a great garage sale item right and i knew yeah, that i like yeah. bought it knowing like this some of this may end up in another garage yeah. sale but that's like i just really like i wanted to kind of help them out mm-hmm. and i knew that wasn't going to make a difference in their life but i was cool got to talk to see so, oh, you know, awesome. i just knew you'd be proud of me because I, I am yeah that's <laughs> awesome I'm like, I, yeah i'm always down for a garage sale story True. so that's uh yeah that's our coffee cake drink Love thing it. we got to Cheers. get us through the evening Okay, so today's episode, I have 
I have a game I want to play with you. Oh, I love games. I yeah. got a game for later. Yeah. So, okay. I'll, when we moved out here to the to the farm, if okay. you will, and, and I reckon I say the term farm loosely. Well, but I mean, you were you were mending fences. I was this building weekend, them. building yeah. them. Mm-hmm. No mending yet. They're new. <laughs> you built it because you can't mend it. Yeah. If you have not built. It. Yeah. So we are in the process of you know farming. And, um, you know, getting some animals and all that kind of stuff. We've talked about that. Yeah. Okay, so we've started buying Farmer's Almanacs every year. Well, fun. So um, these at, are... At Biomart? Yeah, Biomart. Mm-hmm. And these are perfect uh, lavatory reading material. Hmm. The perfect thing. So the other day, I happened to be reading one of these. Okay. And... Um, <clears throat> So this is this year's, you know, 2021. You guys can all go get this if you want. And well, that's something I've never seen, a current year Farmer's Almanac. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> the first year, it was last year, I think, when I bought the first one. Um, I was like, they still make these? You know? <laughs> and so I bought one just out of curiosity. And it's just kind of, I don't know, they're sort of funny. It's like, they're like the TV guide um, size, you know, magazine thingy. And uh, so anyway, so to this article... Um, is 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 titled Five Weather Food Myths You Should and Shouldn't Believe." Weather so th- food myth. So they're either myths. weather or food. Oh, weather or food. Mm-hmm. Got so it. So it's like Got dash it. okay. weather dash food. Gotcha. Um. All right. So so basically, I'm going to I'm going to read the myth, and then you're going to tell me before I explain it. You're going to tell me whether or not it's it, you should believe it. It's true or it's totally false. Fact right? or fiction. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Are you ready for this? I love it. Let's right. let's let's do it. All right. Here you go. Coffee or hot toddy is the best winter warm up drink. What do you think about that? Coffee or hot toddy is the best winter warm up drink. Now, technically, am we I t- picking one or the other, or it's one of those two? Is- no, no, no. That you're going to agree with this. So these two things uh, are like basically a hot drink, right? Is the best winter warm-up drink. Now we're drinking technically a hot toddy oh. today. It is kind of wintry outside. Yeah, it's a hot it's a, toddy. A blustery sixty-one mm-hmm. degrees. Just a little outside. Mine's not of my warm anymore, zone. but that's okay. It's still tasty. It still tastes like uh, what was it? Uh, coffee cake, right? Coffee cake. Now it's just like the bottom of a milkshake <laughs> for you. Okay. All right. So, so let's say. So it's coffee. True or false? A coffee or hot toddy is the best winter warm-up drink. Fact. Fact. Okay, so you're going with fact. I'm going to go with fact. <clears throat> All right. So I'm just going to give you the answer, and then I'll read the explanation. Okay, I love All right. it. All right, so it is a myth. Myth. Mm-hmm. All right, so hot chocolate, muddled wine, uh, hot buttered rum, nothing knocks off the winter chill like a hot beverage. But while hot liquids give you the sensation of being warm, there's a catch. Those containing caffeine and alcohol can remove fluids from the body... By making your you urine more often, urinate more often, uh, and more fluids in, in our bodies lose, the greater risk of dehydration. If you plan on or if you plan to sip on a hot toddy, uh, and then head into the outdoors. Oh, wait, I just totally messed up. <laughs> <laughs> if you, it's okay. Uh, it's just this is a real show, like you guys. It's like we're not perfect. It's real time. Okay, yeah. no editing if, here. No, no, leave Chad, it. In. Don't worry leave about it in. this one. Chad, leave it. Uh, if you plan to to sip uh, sip that hot toddy and then head out 
head outdoors into the dry, moisture-zapping cold air, be sure to chase it with a glistening glass of H2O. Mm, there you go. See, yeah, I was. I think that I was just trying to manifest yeah. that as an acceptable answer because I know mm-hmm. the diuretics like alcohol and caffeine yeah. are not good right. in cold weather environments. Terrible. Oftentimes, you know, what will happen is, so with some search and rescue stuff and, and case studies that I do in some of my classes, we'll talk yeah. about how people will oftentimes in cold environments, whether you're snowshoeing, ice climbing, whatever you're doing, they'll celebrate. Mm-hmm. Maybe have a little nip off the bottle. Yeah, absolutely. And then all of a sudden, you, your mental condition and body's physical state can deteriorate rather quickly. So, yeah, yeah. All right, that's a good one. I, I was, I was off there. But oh for one, oh for one. Okay, so this will give you a good chance to. This is in your wheelhouse. I think I was thrown off on the alcohol or non-alcohol, and then I didn't mm. know what. But yeah, I get it. Yeah, completely. Yeah. F- False. Okay, Myth. three of the curve. Okay, strike one. All yep. right, here we go. All right, you ready? Okay. <clears throat> this is in your wheelhouse, this one, I okay. think. So I think right. you, you, I'm, I got I got hopes that you're going to get this one. This must have to do with napping. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If stranded without water in winter, eat but, f- snow. Myth. Myth. <laughs> right away. Myth. I know you that knew. one for certain. Before I even got I there. I knew it. I knew like, where you were going. In Jeopardy, would you be the guy like holding his buzzer and like, you know, like you could see it. Yeah. Over and over and over. Oh, I listened to a great Ken Jennings interview the other day <laughs> on that topic. But anyway, uh, yes, so myth, myth because it you takes say. your body more energy. Like you're trying to feed this furnace, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you want to be feeding it food and water. Um, but when you are needing to expend the energy to melt the snow and warm it and bring it up to temp, mm-hmm. you're actually cooling down your engine. So you, let's see if I, okay. how close I was there. So it is a myth. Okay. You're right. Uh, and you almost gave me the answer verbatim. Here. Word for word. Yeah, it says, says, sure, snow is an excellent source of water, and it's fun to catch on your tongue, but eating it the wrong way in an emergency situation can actually be life-threatening. Eating snow mm. lowers your body temperature, since your body must expend heat energy to melt snow into liquid water after you ingest it. Mm. I right? think I even used the word expend. <laughs> See, you're just all over this one. But there, let's 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 real fast. Like there are things you could do. You could gather some snow, put it in a water bottle. Yeah. Get it near somewhere else that's yeah. going to slowly bring that temp up. Yeah. And bring it to water. Right? Yes. Or yes. like if you had a fire, obviously, if you have a fire or something, you can melt it. You're right. better off to melt it. Absolutely. So. Because this says uh, a drop in the body temperature below 95 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. Um, is is what will bring on the onset of hypothermia, right? <laughs> what? Were you going there? Oh, yeah. No, I think there was a there was a, another podcast that we listened to that talked about this. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> 95. 95. 95, yes. So, keep anyway. Your, keep your core body temp up. So, basically, melt the snow, then yeah. drink it. Yeah. All right. So there Don't you. eat snow. Don't eat snow. I mean, it can almost, like, if you have... I will sometimes, like, put a little bit in my mouth just to wet my palate, mm. Or, dry, or or moisturize my lips a little bit for a second, you know? Sure. But, it, yeah, long term. So, like, really, you. like, life lessons here, kind of words to live by. Don't eat snow. Don't eat snow. Don't eat yellow don't snow. Don't eat yellow snow. Okay. Right. Yep. See? There we yeah. are. So, it's just don't eat snow, you guys. We should put that on a sticker. <laughs> Coming soon to the store. Don't eat snow, white or yellow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Here's the next one. Uh Eating hot foods in hot weather helps you cool off. So now I think they're talking spicy foods here. 
Talking spicy foods. So this says eating hot foods in hot weather helps you cool off. I'll just leave it hot. I'll just say hot. Hot. No clarification. No further clarification. Do you can read the answer and see if you can give it me whether discern whether it is temp or uh, so both both hot in temperature or spice. So eating hot foods in hot weather helps you cool off. Myth or fact? Um, I don't. I've never thought about this one. I Mm -hmm. have no knowledge of this one. But my answer, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess here is that yes, it does. Because of a couple reasons. Mm-hmm. It's going to help you sweat, and perspiration is a natural mechanism for heat transference. And also, you're going to be panting, right? Like a dog respirating. <laughs> you're so hot, you're like, ah, it's hot. <laughs> and so you're panting like a dog does because the dog pants <laughs> to, to, to remove that energy, that heat, from its body. So I got a it's visual. one of the five mechanisms of heat transfer. Panting? Tran- transference. Respiratory. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's one of the ways that you transfer heat out. You might have noticed recently wearing a mask. You're like, it's hot in here. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And my breath stinks. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. So that's my uh, final answer. Final answer. You are correct. Oh, fact. Fact. So uh, as counterintuitive as it sounds, foods that are hot in temperature and spice may be better at cooling you off than ice cream. Cold foods, which are much colder temperature than our bodies only temporarily cool us down however hot and spicy foods provide longer lasting chill because they make us sweat when we eat hot foods see you were right on the money here when we eat hot foods our brains respond to the fiery pain in our mouths and the fiery hot flashes we feel uh, by triggering sweat and tears so when consuming hot soups and hot peppers in summer <clears throat> this means we perspire even more heavily, and the more sweat there is to evaporate from the surface of our skin, the cooler we feel. That's good. You did a great job. I love it. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I was just going to see here if I could uh, find some. I'll come back. We'll come back to it. All I right. got a quiz question for you here in a minute. Okay. All right. Two for three. If I was in, If I was like a... Major League batter. Oh, I'd be doing pretty. This damn is good legendary. Right You'd be Hall of Fame right now. Okay, awesome. All right, say so number four here. <clears throat> In summer, don't swim until an hour after eating. Now, this one I love. Fact, fact. Really, that's I, fast. You I, didn't need to think about that at all. Yeah, fact. I tell people because oftentimes I'll be camping, uh-huh. and people will say, "Oh, we're going to go for a paddleboard, or uh-huh. we're going to go for a kayak." Yeah, and they'll be having an apple. Maybe, <laughs> or a little snack right. for some energy, and I'll say, "Well, you know what they say: you can't swim for two hours after you eat, or you will die." Are you pretty? Much, I mean, that's that's what I've learned die. is that you will die. I think right. what it is technically is that you are more prone to cramping as your body is digesting food mm-hmm. if you're swimming, and I think there's a difference between actively swimming mm-hmm. and like hanging out on a paddleboard. Okay. So, what was the question again? So, in summer. Don't swim until an hour after eating. It's a good best practice. I mean, what would grandma recommend? She'd probably say that that. Mm-hmm. I remember. Are you going to die? Probably not. But that's. I, I remember kids. It was like thirty minutes, right? It was like no, no swimming for thirty minutes. Yeah, you know, and we were like, why? Right, yeah. right. So again, we're like, I always felt like that was kind of I don't know some weird excuse, right? Okay. The answer is fact. Fact that is true. 
So All right. remember being told not to swim on remember being told not to swim on a full stomach as a kid. It's exactly what I just said. Yeah. The advice wasn't meant to test your patience. It was meant to teach you water safety. After eating, our bodies divert extra blood flow uh, toward our guts to aid in digestion. This redistribution leaves poor circulation in other parts of the body, including arms, mm. legs, hands, and feet. Poor circulation can trigger can trigger that pins and needles sensation, as well as muscle cramping. Mm. Okay. And if your armor leg muscle uh, armor leg muscles cramp while swimming, you could it can make floating and maneuvering in the water obviously a chore. So if you do a cannonball into the pool immediately after lunch, cannonball. you won't sink to the bottom and didn't drown, but waiting at least 30 minutes could save you from an uncomfortable swim. So they don't say you'll die, but if you're trying to swim across a lake, yeah, probably a bad idea. Yeah, bad idea. Because mm-hmm. you cramp, nobody likes some cramps. No. Ooh. No, bad stuff. Okay, so Dude, best you're practice. three for four. Three for four. This is pretty good. Wow. Survival expert over here. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Ready. This is the last one here. Okay. Colder climates make us crave more carbs. Colder climates make us crave more carbs. I mean, who doesn't love a carb? I mean, look at this. Guy. I would say that that's probably fact or true because mm-hmm. of the fact that a carb is something as we are going to need again back to the the, the furnace the engine metaphor yeah. is right. that to keep our body temperature above 95 degrees we got to keep feeding fuel into our furnace to keep our body warm so we're craving mm-hmm. carb craving that to the fuel to, for the engine the furnace yeah. to keep us warm so we're going to crave carbs cuz body's way easy, of saying i need quick yeah it's an easy way quick quick reserve that will spike our hmm. our furnace and yeah. Okay. That's my that's my guess. That's your final answer. Final answer. Okay. Regis. So you're four for five, my friend. Whoa. Yeah. It is a fact. I hope there's prizes. <laughs> Whether it's because our bodies need more energy to battle the bitter cold or because we're simply around more food during the festive winter months, <laughs> which could be true at my house. I don't know. Carbohydrates are eaten more frequently during the cold season. Since carbs are harder to digest. Harder? Are they really? Harder? Our bodies choose to do that quicker. I don't know. Anyway, I'm don't not going to break it down. I'm not a I'm not a dietitian. So since carbs are harder to digest, our bodies must work harder to process them, which turn which in turn makes us feel warmer. Hmm. Okay. There's also another reason for the craving carbs uh, when the weather turns cold. Carbs can boost serotonin, the happy hormone that we tend to have uh, less of in the winter, thanks to the lack of sunlight. Right. So next time you crave macaroni and cheese, when the mercury dips, uh, don't feel guilty. Fuel up. Fuel up. <laughs> That's why I guess we love those comfort foods. Yeah. Like a chicken pot pie. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, nobody. Yeah, it's like everybody talks about like in the winter months, like, oh, it's time for comfort. You know, it's time yeah. for macaroni and, you know, the warmer, like, uh, what are they called? Cat, like casserole dishes, you know, mm-hmm. lots of carbs in those. Everybody loves a casserole. <sighs> <laughs> and also, too, with boosting the serotonin, you know, it's like yeah. sometimes you're not feeling super great. Yeah. Nobody's ever like, oh, how do we I feel just, better? I better eat some I better mac- eat a salad. <laughs> no. Like, I'm going to have some mac and cheese, yeah. some garlic bread. Yeah. Eat your feelings, right? Eat your feelings and feel better. I mean, it works. <laughs> 
Tell your pants. And then, and then <laughs> come June, it's like, all right, let's get the show on the road here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's super fun. Yeah. So there you go. That's the Farmer's Almanac. There's one more thing I need to talk about on this page. And um, I, you guys, if you're listening to this right now and you're at a safe place where you can Google something, I need you to go ahead and plug in biffybag.com. Biffybag.com. B-I-F-F-Y-B-A-G.com. So um, there's an ad on this page. It's called the Biffy Bag. Now, should I Google this? Sure. Google it. I've got the website up right here. So the Biffy Bag, I'm like, what is a Biffy Bag? Well, I look at the um, the illustrated picture, and basically oh. what you see is a trash bag tied around a guy's waist where he pulls it then through his legs, and he's um, he's going to the bathroom. Basically. That'd be under how it works? Um, oh, yeah, there's the step two. <laughs> yeah. Wrap it tied around the waist like a bandana. How oh. funny! How funny oh. is it that that's in step two? <laughs> right? Yes, step two. <laughs> Step Actually, one, so you have to open the bag, mm-hmm. and you have to empty the content, the Biffy powder. The Biffy powder, which, again, you can go on YouTube, and there's a, a video of this guy talking about it, and his Biffy powder is pri- proprietary. And so he doesn't talk about what it is. What, but, he doesn't say what's in it. No, but then he kind of says, well, it's kind of like what's in diapers. <laughs> you know that huh? gel stuff in diapers? Oh, okay. When Super absorbed. Kids pee, and there's like this thing. Absorption sort of stuff. Yeah. We had the unfortunate... Um, uh, privilege i guess of owning a golden retriever at the same time we had babies because we saw a lot of this powder this gel powder strewn around the house after the dog would get into diapers oh gross it was terrible but it was like i know exactly what he's talking about when he said that stuff because i could it was bad memories mm, okay so step one biffy <clears throat> did we go through all the steps no there? Did you talk about so put in the powder then you then uh in this this whole thing is in in a big self-contained package you just pull everything out they give you everything you need um, step two is you, you pull the perforated straps apart and you tie a bow, uh, securely around hips. So now, it's kind of like a garbage bag, but it's perforated well, to afford you the opportunity to wrap it around your legs. And then I think the, I think what they're saying is perforated is the handle, like the straps of the bag. So they're like probably together and then you just like peel them apart. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so then <clears throat> you grab the front of the bag and you pull it underneath of you, uh, and forward and up, and then you, you know, cop a squat. Okay. And, uh, and it says, you bend knees slightly and heed nature's call. Now, <laughs> can we just pause here for a second and go, okay, if you're not at biffybag.com, you need to get there soon at are, some point. Are they a sponsor? No, but I wish, dude. I, so I did call the company. And I left okay. him a message, told him, hey, this is what we do. <laughs> I need some samples of this because we yeah. gotta try this. Like okay, we're gonna have we're gonna have to w- work through the logistics on that because that'd yeah. be, we're not gonna My... try this on air. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna need like a tarp between us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me, man. You you get a plenty of room here in the shop for us to just hang a tarp. Right in the middle, yeah. and then we'd have to adjust ring, our mics a little have bit. Have to like ring a bell, like oh, it's happening. We're gonna have to get at least one more farmer's almanac though, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think mean, these are great. I'm, I am 
this is interesting. I'm <laughs> this is the first I've heard of the Biffy bag. <clears throat> okay. Um I think I've seen a similar sort of thing, but I mm-hmm. I didn't see the drawings of how to tie it around your waist like a bandana and then pull yeah. it up between your legs. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, cuz that's one of the things about yeah. doing your biz outside in in nature. You know, there's protocol yeah. of Mm-hmm. What do I do with my toilet paper? Where do I dig a hole and a right. cat uh, <laughs> cat hole? Where am I relative to trails, streams, lakes, water bodies? There's a whole leave no trace mm-hmm. protocol for this, right? Yeah, totally. But <laughs> this you could just do. You could just open up the door of your pickup, yeah, on the side of the road and just do it right there. Yeah, this yeah. is great in an emergency. I'm going to order some, dude. I so I almost did, but I knew they wouldn't get here in time for the show. Okay. So we will get some of these, whether we have to buy them or they send them to us. I just gave them the opportunity to send them to us because I'm like, why not ask? Why not? They sure. can always say no. <clears throat> but um, have you, know, you heard back? I have not heard back. I mean, it's COVID. They might have a reduced staff. Well, I think the guy runs it out of his house. Like I, he answers the phone and like this is Bill or whatever his name is. It might his name might be Biff. <laughs> Biff. <laughs> Yeah, it was like a guy's answering. He's like, yeah, leave a message. You know, so it was definitely a, a grassroots kind of a company feel. Um, but I just am looking at this picture of the bag tied around your waist and you're pulling it through the legs there and you're, and you're squatting. I'm thinking the, the, the chance for failure here is immensely high. You think, because I see this and I'm like, that looks pretty safe. I I got yeah. I got a pretty good chance of keeping it off my shoes. <clears throat> sure. Until you slip and you drop the bag, right? It does uh. right. I mean, just think about all of the things that could go wrong. You you lose your balance or something or or whatever, right? There I, And if you're in such a rush that you need to use a biffy bag, <laughs> yeah. Like you're kind of in a rush right. and you got to open this package. That's there's a lot of planning that goes into going outside. We've we've talked a little bit about How much this. time did you spend on the website? I've been on the website a bit. But there and I will say a bunch of their buttons don't work when you go back, like if you click around. Mm. But why? What do you What do you got? I was just gonna see if you could answer a couple of their FAQs. Oh boy! All right. Is the Biffy bag biodegradable? Yes, it is. Excellent. This is like a pro deal where you have to do the quiz yeah. first to be to get the pricing. <laughs> How many times can I use a Biffy bag? Once, single use. That is correct. Do I need a bucket or commode to sit on? No, but you can use them with a bucket. You <laughs> did I nail it? You nailed it. Yes. <laughs> you are on. okay. This is a tough one. This is like one of those okay. math questions from the SAT. Oh crap! Right. I'm terrible. There are six of us going camping, canoeing for three days. How many Biffy bags should we bring? Oh, no. A case? <laughs> what kind of food are I, we eating? I think that's what I was going to say. This is highly dependent upon, are you eating regular food? Right. Like your camp? Can right. you, or are you like having dehydrated meals? Yeah. Because if you're having those three three squares a day, you're going to need at least two a day per person. So <laughs> six of you for three days, 12 per day is 36. That's right. I mean, 36, people, you were right. Oh. Most people figure two Biffy disposable toilets per day. Oof. Sounds like a way to Mi- sell more bags, if you well, ask me. Biff addresses this here in the <laughs> he FAQ. Does. He says, this may seem like a lot, mm-hmm. but we recommend bringing F- extra Biffy powder, Biffy oh. toilet paper, singles, and Biffy body wipes, just in case. Just in case. Just in case. Well, I will say, you don't want to be... Wait. 
I was gonna I was gonna make it up a creek without a paddle thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. In the woods without a biff. <laughs> in the, you don't want that. Well, as Uncle Gus says, it's better to have and not need it hmm. than to need it and not have it. There you go. Okay, so, well, 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 I'll ask you one more question right. about this from the FAQs. Where can I dispose of my Biffy bag? Ah, now you can, these are safe to throw away in the dumps, like in the garbage. Yeah. So you can actually throw these away. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's oftentimes a thing, you know, like if you were to build your own sort of mm-hmm. uh, bathroom buddy sort of deal, right, with like a, a bucket and a toilet mm-hmm. seat. Yeah. You can't just take human waste and just toss it anywhere but apparently so that's what part of the gel stuff they have it like solidifies liquids and and kind of decomposes solids and all this kind of stuff so it helps Mm. it all decompose so maybe it's good for the landfills who knows it might be huh anyway so yeah that's that's pretty hilarious biff biffle bag i'm definitely going to get some because these would be great yeah to throw in the camper i think it was like maybe 10 bucks for three of them oh you know are you sure yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's a pretty good price, but I was thinking, oh, you're right. You can't go back much on this website. Yeah, it, yeah. I was thinking about if I'm going to place an order and I'm probably going to have to pay shipping. Right. A hundred. A hundred biffs. Why not just get a, <laughs> wow. a biffy? I spent a lot of time outside. Yeah, but like you can reorder. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> what if the bag like has a shelf life and then you go, there's your failure. The, do you want to use a Biffy bag that's two years old and it's been kicking around your camper, vibrating the whole time when you're driving, and you're going, oh, I had some epic gear failure? And I'm yeah. like, what kind of gear? Oh, oh you my know, bag no, no big deal. Disintegrated at my, my feet. My Biffy bag oh, disintegrated mid-Biff. Mid-Biff. <laughs> you don't want that. Okay, you're no. right. Maybe I'll just start out with... Uh, I'd get a three-pack. <laughs> well, I'm thinking a ten-pack. Okay. Because we're going to do... A couple during mm-hmm. the recording, if we can get a tarp here and, and another <laughs> farmer's almanac. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, I'm going to put a couple in, in the car and the truck and the camper just in case, you know, just because as case. Uncle Gus says, it's better to have and not need yeah. than need and not have. Well, and you know what? You're doing, you're doing society a favor because you give somebody something to honk at on the side of the road when you're taking care of the emergency. Yeah. I mean, that's a scenery that, you know, you don't see every day. No, right. That's, you don't. Yeah. Well, as they say here, uh, it's truly a biffy and a jiffy. <laughs> That's so good. We should doggone be sponsored by these guys. Are we you sh- kidding? We sh- well, maybe we'll just send him this. Maybe we'll record this. Yeah. And then we'll put it on like a, a cassette tape. Mm-hmm. And then we'll mail it to him. There you go. Yeah, I think a cassette's probably the right way to go. Yeah. You think... Yeah, Uncle Gus's garage. So we've got our we've got our segments, right? Like we've yeah. got camp kitchen, camp cooler, camp coffee, camp bathroom, camp bathroom. Or you could be breaking wind, breaking wind. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, no, no, I don't know about that. I think break camp camp ba- camp outhouse, <laughs> camp commode. <laughs> well, we pretty much destroyed this one. Yeah. pretty good. We, but the, I think we did it. These quizzes were fun. I love I love me a good quiz. Yeah, that's so. pretty good stuff. Final answer. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Thanks wow. for being with us today. Um, hey, make sure that you call us. Call us on the phone. We have a phone number. Telephone? It's 503-427-8743. That's 503-427-8743. Call us. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you think of the show. Give us some feedback. Correct any of our mistakes. You know, just chime in. Maybe you've used a Biffy bag. 
Oh my gosh. Or maybe somebody... you have a homemade Biffy bag that you use. We'd love to hear about it. Oh heck yeah. If you guys could please, <laughs> please, please call up and hit let us know. Um, and also, we want to give you guys a sticker. So now, obviously, this requires us having your address. So um, go ahead and either leave us a voice message and give us your email or email us at Breaking Camp. Wait, okay, I forgot our email wait, address. Breaking oh, wait, here's another way. They what? could even take a picture on Instagram, tag us at Breaking Camp Podcast, mm-hmm. where they would put the sticker. Okay. But then we still have to get their address is all I'm saying. <laughs> Tell us you want a sticker. Any way that works for you. However, yes. we need your address, right? So get a hold of us. You know how to get a hold of us. All the places. Um, and it just this is fun. Thanks for being with us. Super Have a fun. great day. We Go out and f- do something Chad. fun. Chad, as always, my friend. <laughs>